Hello and welcome to the Purple Meeple Podcast episode 18, Unlock and Key. I am Zachary Whitaker, Esquire, and as always I am joined by Sarah Booth. Hey! Uh, this week we are going to be reviewing the new Space Cowboys game, Unlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're also going to be discussing um, role-playing role games. games. Tips to start in your own campaign. What I've found with starting our own D&D game. So yeah, just stuff yeah. and things from a relatively new GM's perspective of what you can expect. I expect we have a lot of like people who play role-playing games who listen to us already, but you never know. There's a few. I'd, f- I'd like to look at our demographic. I'm not sure who we get. True. Um... So yeah, we've got kind of a blend of knowledge from RPGs. We've been doing D and D and Pathfinder, and gonna start a Shadowrun session imminently. Providing I can remember what it's called from one day to the next. It's not Netrunner. That's a completely different game. Don't know what my problem is. I just can't retain basic information at the moment. Um, so in the last month, has it been? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna start doing the podcast once a month because we're just really, really busy and things have changed at work a bit for me, so I'm less flexible than I was previously. So we don't wanna it was that or we stopped doing it full stop. And we don't wanna do that. So we're changing to doing it monthly. Hopefully that's okay with you guys, but life just gets in the way sometimes. Yeah, it's um <clears throat> I think we're just very, very busy all the time. We run yeah. a lot of things, we do a lot of stuff. Uh, but we are trying to keep we don't want to stop doing anything yeah we don't want to stop doing anything but we do want to do even more than we already do and i can't quit my job yeah there is that sad so we're kind of spreading out and doing one podcast a month which will in theory allow us to still cover the same things yeah hopefully it's less pressure as well on us so yeah hopefully you don't mind and we'll try and pick games that are new and interesting yeah Hopefully, oh, so. this is new and interesting for people. We won't be probably won't be reviewing Gloomhaven because I don't want to spend three hundred quid. It does look great though. And on that bombshell, um, so the last couple of weeks, I guess we've been uh, doing some things. We've played a few games, read mm-hmm. some stuff. Where would you like to begin, Sarah? Uh, well, I've been reading a lot of comics recently. Um, it was International Women's Day the other day. Um, so I decided to read a lot of Marvel books to catch up on women in comics, what was going on with them. So I read yep. uh, the first two volumes of Miss Marvel, Moon Girl, and Devil Dinosaur, and Hellcat. In order of my favourite, it's probably Hellcat, then Miss Marvel, then Moon Dragon, Devil Dinosaur, which I think is great. Moon Girl. Moon Girl. Every time. Yeah, come on, Moon Dragon. Yeah. So Moon Dragon's a character. I know, but she's Moon Girl, presumably, because of Moon Boy, who is traditionally with Devil Dinosaur. Yeah, he's in like the first issue. Very briefly, yeah. So. so. But anyway, I really like that. It's good. I've only read the first issue so far, but it was good, and I, d- I quite like Devil Dinosaur, even though the stuff I've read with him in is all over the place. He's like super cute, though. Uh, he is, yeah, normally he's in Heroes for Hire, they mm. kidnap Moonboy. That's uh, clever. Yeah, which obviously leads to Devil Dinosaur. Um, you've not read it yet, but there is something where Devil Dinosaur is the bad guy, and it's magical. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like it, it's quite good. Um, I know, he touches on a lot of real issues, like, um... When you were a kid and you used to not being heard and your opinions not being heard and listened to because you're smarter than everyone else but no one will take you seriously. Mm. Which I think is an issue with the world. And I don't know, I think like sexism and stuff has moved a long way. But I still do feel like in some meetings and stuff at work when I'm trying to talk and I'll just be completely spoken over. And it's not even, it's like the comic book club as well. It's the same thing. And your opinion's just not being heard and you're not being listened to because I don't know if it's because I'm a woman, but it's normally the guys who do it. Mm, I get where you're coming from. That there are quite intolerant people everywhere. It's true. Awkwardly. We had a big um, well, we didn't have a big row, but for uh Club we did Ghost in the Shell. Um which is a good 
book. I think it for its time, but it's kind of very much part of its time. Uh, and there's like the use of sex robots and stuff like that in it, which I said is like, where's the male ones? It just feels a bit awkward. And yeah, then it does. We got onto Westworld, and my opinion of Westworld being, yes, this is a place for people to come and to live their wildest fantasies, but only if you're a male. Which is true. That's definitely how it is portrayed. And this was the argument we had. So I... In group. You know, rape is great for character progression. And on that bombshell... So um, we had a big row at Comic Book Group about my opinion on Westworld and how I think it's a good story, but the story, the place that the story is set isn't the most forward-thinking. And I got just talked over and shouted at. See, I still don't think... I don't even think Westworld was that good a story. And I know I've had conversations with older viewers, should we say, whose genuine opinion is, it's not your Brinner, though, is it? But when's that at Comic Book Club? It was just three men were all shouting at me, telling me how wrong I was. Well, well, yeah. And that's a huge issue. Because, you know, they don't really know from your point of view. And, yeah. Yeah, so it got a bit... It got a bit upset, to be honest. It was, um... We wanted to do Sex Criminals next year, which is yeah, like changed my life as a book. It's it's brilliant, and how forward thinking it is, and the fact that a lot of it is told from the woman's point of view, and I don't think a lot of stuff about sex is actually told from a woman's point of view. Hmm. So it's really kind of forward thinking and great like that. But when we encountered such sexism in our group, I now don't. I've been put off doing it. See. I have the complete opposite argument. My argument is, well, we'll do it. If people have got a problem with it, they know where to leave. But I can't take another session of just being shouted at because whoever shouts loudest wins. And I can shout louder. That you can. Anyway, this is a little bit deep and sad that it was on my mind and I was quite upset about it. So I thought I'd tell people. Because, you know, why not? If this is really, really too far, feel free to tell us and we'll never go and talk about any emotions again and just talk about games. <laughs> <laughs> what have uh, you been doing, Zach? I've, I've been reading some stuff. Yeah. Oh, you've been reading Superior Spider-Man, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, I've been um, reading the first two and a half volumes of Superior Spider-Man, I think I've read. Which is kind of weird. So is this one... Is this a spoiler? See, I, I'm struggling with that because I was going to come here and I was going to talk about the Thor I've been reading. And then I'm thinking, wait, it's, it's been two years. Do people still not know the punchline for female Thor? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> you know we won't spoil anything anyway. But, you know, Superior Spider-Man was the, the after Amazing Spider-Man issue 700. That's where Spider-Man kicks off, and it's a whole different kind of Spider-Man. Yes, that's that's a thing. Mm. And it's some... Is it darker? I don't particularly think it's that much darker. It's, he's more aggressive as a Spider-Man. Um, is it as fun? Honestly. No, perhaps not, but there are some bits that are funny and some bits that are still you know, more light-hearted, I guess. It's the thing of, it's still Dan Slott writing it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, despite character changes and things he's altered, he, he still has the same style. He still has a sense of comedy. Because there were parts when he was writing um, The Initiative, The mm. Avengers, there were darker parts in that, but he still had the comedy side. And well, uh, the only reason he got this job is because of She-Hulk. I'm convinced of that. She-Hulk is the first thing I knew was Dan Slott. It's the the first thing that I've, I saw recollected as She-Hulk by Dan Slott. I mean, even the Mighty Avengers and the Initiative he did hasn't been rebranded and sold as the Initiative by Dan Slott. So I think She-Hulk is what he was known for and what's got him. Mm. It's really good, She-Hulk. I think it's a lot of fun. 
Uh, She-Hulk is probably one of the best kind of series from the mid-2000s, I'd say, from Marvel, at least. Mm, I think the Avengers run at that time was good with Bendis. A lot mm. of people hate it, though. True. A lot of people don't like Bendis writing teams, which is what he mostly does. So. Yeah. Weird. Um, but yeah, Superior, probably not the best Spidey, but it's good how it's is it for a bits. starting point for spider-man because that's it's been your starting point even though i told you to do spider island first and you ignore me as a starting point i have read spider-man before this it's not like this is the first spider-man i've ever read i think you can jump in with it and it's kind of you know a well, bit odd i don't think not. you need to read spider-man i think there's been that much media with spider-man in it yeah, that everyone is aware of spider-man you, you probably got the gist the gist is Geeky guy gets bit by a spider. Yeah. Has girl issues. Mm, normally. Um, this guy who looks like a goblin. Sometimes, yeah. Just messing with his life. Uh, I've also started the most recent uh, Jason Aaron Thor run. Yeah. Which kind of starts with regular Thor, Donald Blake, no longer being worthy. The hammer's on the moon. He can't lift it. And... They just, there's all this stuff, and it's like, well, Nick Fury did this in Original Sin. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back, I'm going to read Original Sin, and it's going to make perfect sense, and I'm going to understand. And literally, the reason he's unworthy is one panel of Original Sin. <laughs> there's no, it doesn't expand on it. It doesn't explain why. It is quite honestly, now Thor is unworthy. That's, that's it. Nick Fury whispers to him, the hammer goes down, that's it. Like, two panels max, one page of original sin. And they explain that in issue one of Thor, and I was just so sure that after I'd read these first two volumes of Thor, I would then go and read original sin and be like, oh my god, this is huge, and it's just not. It's just, yeah, tells you it right in the first issue. Literally, basically shows you exactly what happens. Um. Um, That's fun. So you don't need to read Original Sin then? No. It, Original Sin is pretty damn good. Better than I expected. Some yeah, but for Marvel events recently. Yeah. So. Nothing's been that good. Uh, I don't know. This this is pretty good. It's some of the best and only Nick Fury I've read. Hmm. I don't know. Um, but actual female Thor, really, really good book. So, is it, does he say why she's worthy, or is she just worthy? Um, it's kind of in I think issue eight, which is the last issue before Secret Wars. Um, they Boo, kind of, Secret Wars. Boo, they, Secret Wars. They kind of do some of the suggestion to why she's worthy. I don't know if it's like the official. This is it, but these kind of. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we've been terrible. We've not really read that much DC. I've read DC. What? I read Tom King's Batman. As a person who hated Scott Schneider's Batman, but loved Grant Morrison's, what's your opinion? Um, it is the best Batman I have read in a long time. Like, if we were to scale this on how good... I'd say this is the first Batman I have read since Morrison and Tony S. Daniel that's made me think, I'm going to read Batman because Batman is great. I want to try the Detective Comics Rebirth book. With um, Clayface, Clayface and Spoiler. Spoiler, Batwoman, Batman. Well, it's kind of cool. I also want to read the new Justice League with the Atom, Vixen, Ray, Killer Frost and Batman for some reason. Uh, you can't have a Justice League without him. He's really dull. Um... No, uh, and is Lobo in that as well? Probably. I think Lobo's in that one as well, actually. That's quite cool. Pretty cool. I like Lobo. Um, he, odd character. Batwoman, I want to try the rebirth of. Greg Rucker's Wonder Woman, I've heard mixed things about. Some people on Goodreads I was looking at said that it's great. Other people say it's taken the character back like 20 years and not in a good way. Yeah, that's not a brilliant review. Um... That said, if you take Wonder Woman back 20 years, 20 years ago, Phil Jimenez started writing Wonder Woman and supposedly revolutionised the character. So... Okay, 30 years. Okay. God, point. 
Hey, I'm just... I, no, I get your point. I'm just saying... I keep, I keep forgetting that 20 years ago was 1997, okay? And Buffy is now 20 years old. I am old. I'm not. But it's sad. So, technically, 20 years ago in 97, it's kind of the point where DC picks up for me. <laughs> It's like you've got Morrison on Justice League, you've got new Flash runs, you've got new Batman runs, you've got everything picked up in 97. Have we read any good issue ones recently that we'd recommend people to pick up? Um, Curse Words. I mean, Second issue, that's just come out. We've read issue one as well. But yeah, it's good. I've read the second issue as well, which is pretty good. It's starting to get to the point, I think. Uh, Curse Words is basically a dark magician uh, comes to our world from a different dimension. To destroy it and uh, decides not to. Yeah, he's going to sacrifice Earth for whatever his scheme is, we don't really know, and decides, no, it's all right, he likes it. But he has a pet koala, so it's all all right. He starts out as a mouse. It's good. It's, it's Charles Zulu who did the most recent She-Hulk, did some Inhuman stuff. Yeah, he's um, done quite a lot at Marvel in the last it's fun, five I like years, him. I'm going to say. I'm going to give him hmm. five years. Um, but no, I'm... The first issue of Curse Words was really good. Oh, and Rat Queen's issue one came out, which isn't issue one. It's like issue 16, 17. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a complete reboot, but... That's not what you've got. It's like a half reboot, and it's like just picks and chosen bits from the first three volumes to carry on with and bits to get rid of, which kind of makes it a headache. Yeah, that is quite... I've not read it yet. Because I've only Rat read Queens one is, volume of Rat um, Queens. about pretty much a D&D group. And kind of is, yeah. Of women just kicking ass and taking, taking names, names and, and eating candy. One of them is obsessed <laughs> with candy. Um, I've not read the first issue. Well, the first new <laughs> issue. But from what you've said, it does sound like a nightmare. Mm, I don't know. Right, we've almost gone 20 minutes now. I mean, we're talking about any board <sighs> games. Fine. Uh, so we have played some games. We've uh, played Escape from Darkmoor from Action Phase Games. We played quite recently. Yeah, who did uh, Kadama and Dreamwell? Dreamwell, I haven't played, but the yeah, art looks beautiful. Kadama's the, the one with the trees. Is Dreamwell the one with someone's face on the front yeah. of it, like no top of the head? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Looks pretty. Does um, Escape from Darkmoor was good? It was okay. It's not the best. It For felt now. very similar to fantasy, which is the dice yeah, rolling Yahtzee fantasy a game. Bit like Smash Up, right? Okay. As well, because right. So basically, you've got locations equal to how many players you've got plus one, which I think is the same setup as Smash Up, or is it minus one with Smash Up? Anyway, um, you are playing characters down with a certain peril level, and if the peril level beats. The, is over the peril level of the um, hero, they will attack that region. The first one gets attacked, the rest of them run through, and they get scored for that yeah. location. Uh, with the mo at the scoring at the end, the people have got the most monsters through for a location, get that location, which again is kind of very smash up. But it just didn't feel as smooth as smash up. It actually made me wish I was playing smash up. All the decks were the same, so you all get different colored decks. Mm. Which I thought, oh, one will be like they'll all have like the same cards, but they might have different artwork and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I they expected don't. stuff like that. I expected, I don't know, just more individuality. Yeah, I thought the decks would have more about them, and then it was just like, no, because I'm not playing Smash Up. You haven't played Smash Up. I haven't played Smash Up, but from Smash the sounds of it, good. Smash Up sounds much better. It's the one where it had the it's your fault. Um, expansion when people voted on what to put in and it's got like it had the Sharknado one yeah I remember this um, we, we've definitely looked at this yeah maybe we should get Smash I, Up I think we know people who have it so we could probably just borrow it yeah probably um, we also played Wizard School which is a Kickstarter that was re delivered recently with the art by Karen, Karen Hallian, Hallian and is by Hank Green designed it Hank Green and has some kind of an acronym for his company, but I can't remember. It's like DPFTA Games or something like that. Really boring name. Hang green it is. So that's why we're hungry. Um, Wizard School was okay. Uh, I didn't mind. the first. We played it twice back to back. The first time it felt like we were just so against the odds. Yeah, it's a co-op game where you are in a wizard school and you're trying to 
completely year with the help of your friends and you're pulling cards off the top of the cat deck and you'll have monsters you need to defeat, tests you need to complete, <coughs> something else. Um, like activities will happen yeah. and you flip a coin and you'll have a good thing or a bad thing. Coin lots not included. Of, lots of flipping of coins, no coins included, but there is a die, so you just do odds or evens. Which is odd because yeah. you Dunno. think you could do like a plastic coin real as easy as you could do a dice. Yeah. Dunno. One coin. Anyway. Yeah. Um odd. Um <coughs> yeah, it's okay. You have to then you have to graduate the school year. There's four years in total. Um you have to do a series of different tests to that, which is the same as defeating the monsters in some kinds. Sometimes it's just doing different tests. Mm. Could be um <laughs> having a certain amount of items. Something like that. It's but then you need to save those items, you can't use them to then defeat the monsters. It's okay. The art is beautiful. The art's really nice. Um it takes influence from you Yeah, know, Harry there's Potter, like a cyber Doctor dog Who. that's K eight and there's Which a I, crack in the wall. I, I made to point out surely K eight is just Kate. Oh, that's true. But that was something that I just didn't think people would be, want to deal with with me. Yeah, I mean, was there's yeah. a Sonic Hammer as well. Yeah, I like that. And there was like a uh, coat of many pockets, which is like there's a cloak of many things in D and D. Right. Okay. Um. So it takes a lot of reference from different things. Which is nice. It's good to have those little references. I always like that. Um. I mm. I quite liked it as a game. I thought it's just one of those things that you, you know have to settle into a bad thing the more you play it the easier you'll it wasn't a bad game it just was okay i also realized is the reason that there's no coin if 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 it was kickstarter was that some bonus you could have added on i don't know you could probably got a wizard school coin maybe i didn't even look no that's just something that occurred to me like i can't remember you know what kickstarter's like probably like backed it three years ago yeah received it like a week ago or something yeah i only got like a month ago i can't remember um, if there was a thing kickstarters can be brilliant or a nightmare mm, true um so yeah we, yeah wizard school was fun that's what we've played this week um we try and keep this under an hour so we'll move on to the review of the episode if you wish yeah we can do um so this week we are reviewing unlock from space cowboys which is a cooperative card game for two to six players. It is inspired by escape rooms that use a simple system which allows you to search scenes, combine objects, and solve riddles in combination with a companion app, all of which is explained in the tutorial session in the box. Unlock Escape Adventures includes three separate scenarios for you to explore. In the formula, you enter a secret lab to recover a mysterious serum that has been developed by a scientist. Will you solve all the riddles and get out in less than an hour? In Squeak and Sausage, you need to thwart the plans of the despicable Professor Noside. In the island of Dr. Gorse, you must visit the island of an eccentric antique collector billionaire and overcome its traps. And in a nutshell, that's Escape. What would you give out of five? Components. This is just a non-category. They're cards. Yes, yeah, quite cards. nice cards. The artwork on the cards is solid, fine. solid cards. Yeah, the cards are great. I like them. Instruction manual. Maybe there is one. Is there? Yeah, there is. That's okay as well, I guess. Yeah, instruction manual's fine. It, it kind of the tutorial kind of makes it so you don't need to use it that much. Yeah. Which is good. Brilliant. Like it. It's good to have to have that, that tutorial in the box. Um, the app is pretty good. It's got everything you want. It's got a countdown on it for an hour, which you need. It's got a button that gives you hints when you get stuck, which you need. Which then also, if you ask for the same hint twice, gives you this obnoxious, no, you've already asked. Look at the eye. Look at the eye. Yeah, I don't <laughs> get that. Like, okay. I don't know why there is the eye thing. It's like, just, just, just let me. It's supposed no. to be for your score or something at the end of how many hints you've used, whatever. All of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Normally. All the hints. <laughs> now, um, the the first two scenarios, fine. We, we did okay. Third one, it's it was like... Play. You're skipping to gameplay. Okay, skipping. sorry. Components. Ignore everything I've just said. 
components. Yeah. We've discussed them There's all. They're quite nice. There's not even a timer in the box for if you didn't want to do yeah, that. You've got you to have to have the app. app. I'll just um, get an egg timer and put it for an hour. One thing with the app that's Go good on. is at each scenario is the app is stylized for that scenario, which I thought was nice. Yeah, and there's music and stuff in the app, which is kind of good. Gives that kind of setting. Um, but yeah, there's quite a lot of features to the app, and it does a lot of different things, which I quite like. Mm. Um, it's okay. Um, gameplay? Gameplay is good. So I, the way it works is you've got a red card, which is one piece of a jigsaw puzzle and a blue card which is the other piece and they slot in together in like as a little image at the top and you add those numbers together and then you'll find Wait, a different card in the deck all cards are numbered yes yeah, so all the cards are numbered so it might be um complete different scenario you might have a key that's 15 and a box that's 25 you add those together there'll be a card that's 40 that will be an open box and you discard 14 and 25 but ev- every now and again, f- you'll <laughs> think it's 40, you'll turn 40 over and it'll be like, nope, take a penalty, lose five minutes. You're an idiot. Why did you do that? Why, why would that be the answer? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't kind of like because you've wasted your time already with going through and trying that because you were on account now for an hour. So I don't know yeah. why then it needs to penalize you again for trying something. So it makes you reluctant to then try anything. Yeah, I kind of get that. It's. I mean, with the the penalties in the cards, I don't like penalties for if you get codes wrong. I can kind of appreciate, but the penalties in the cards for you just trying something feels a bit harsh. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be enough to just be wrong. I think. Yeah, because you've still wasted a couple of minutes trying to do it. Um, yeah, I I don't really get some of those. Um, other parts of gameplay, I guess. Adding things How do you think the gameplay so. changes with more players? Honestly, I think it gets much harder. I think it, I think this is a good two-player game. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's a four-player max game. I think if you have six people, that's far too many, and see, you can't talk to each other. I, I thought four people was too many eyes already. It's too many points of view. It's too many eyes. Because it's not like an escape room. If you're in a physical escape room... And there's four or six of you. You can all go and look at different things, absorb well, different information. I think six people is too many in a regular escape room. It, it kind I've of done is. four escape rooms in real life. Yes. I Got out of true. all of them. And I really enjoy escape rooms, which is what drew me to this game. Space Cowboys, great reputation, love time stories, love Splendor. Go for it. But I don't know. When I saw six on the box, I was like, really? How? Turns out it's... not that well. That's the thing. If you've got six cards initially and there's four people, six people, all trying to claw at them to see what's going on, it's too busy. You, I think two people is the perfect number for escape. Unlock. Yeah. Game's called Unlock. Um. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I think, I think for this... I think four wasn't bad. I think for your... Being a bit too, I think four can work, especially with the last one. But I don't give anything away. See, that I I completely disagree. I don't want to give anything away, but with the last one, I thought four was the problem. It was just the people we were with that were yeah, the problem. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I I thought four was more made it more difficult. Mm. Yeah, we're, we're not going to spoil anything in this. We're just giving a general overview of our opinions. Um, so where are we at? We've done gameplay, we've done rules. How do you common. think the theme was for each of the sessions? Themes are all pretty strong, which is something Space Cowboys seem to excel at. I think. Yeah, it's good that there's always a mission briefing at the start of it. You get one of them to re- one of you to read it out, which is very escape room. Um, to kind of kind of immerse you in the thing. I like that this got the music to, in the app that helps kind of bring that theme towards you a bit. It's not the strongest theme. You know you're playing with cards and not with keys, but the way the escape room theme came across, I actually thought worked quite well. Something I have to say, because it's so front of, first and foremost, this game, I think it's all a trick. I think it's all... Oh, you didn't. You didn't like time stories, okay? 
your love unlock is the same. This is the same game as Time Stories. They've created Time Stories Lite. Well, yeah, it is, but it's not. It's not got Time Stories is one of my favorite games, arguably my favorite. But the actual mechanics behind Time Stories and the dice rolling and stuff like that isn't great. And I think the mechanics in this is arguably stronger. The mechanics are smoother, but they've removed conflict. You don't have to fight anything. And they've also removed the greater sense of you're playing a character that comes with time stories. So yeah, all the things I think people don't like about time stories, they've chopped out and gone, well, it's just the cards. Yeah, there it? is a lot of that. But I think the um, he's, he's got less storytelling to it. There is less story, but I th again, I think that's part of what people don't like about time stories. Because we, we've met people who didn't like time stories, didn't enjoy it. And I think their problem is you can't just pick up time stories and play a session. Whereas with this, you can. Yeah, easily. You, you can just play one. I've seen people already selling this on Facebook groups who didn't play all three sessions and are like, yeah, I'm selling it. Which is... I haven't even seen that. Yeah. Um, something I saw the other day and it just got me thinking so... People will just play one deck of this and sell it basically new. And I don't know. There, there's going to be expansions for this, just like there is for Time Stories. Well, in America, this isn't going to be sold as three. This is going to be like three and one. It's going to be three different decks, and you buy each separate deck. See, I can see that, and I can see them selling tons and tons of individual decks, unless they do it like a season one, season two thing. Well, there's one for free that you can download online that I haven't even done because I don't like doing that mm. because then I know. True. I think it's for like demo purposes for stores. I get that. Um, yeah, it's, it's a funny one. Like I say, I think it f very much feels like it's following time stories. Yeah. I, I don't feel like we would have got this without time stories laying the groundwork. Yeah, I think so. I think that's very, very true. But, yeah. Yeah, I think that's all we can talk about with theme, really. We can't really go too deep. Yeah, I don't want to Without just telling you what the game is. Yeah, it's and, true. Which is the same problem we had with Time Stories and we've had with a few others, that it does have to be kind of vague. Mm. Um, otherwise, we're just telling you everything. Um, so, would you like to go on to ranking i guess yeah can do i suppose it's hard to give more details than this the artwork on the cards and stuff is very clear you can very you can see what things are most Art, of the time artwork is also very stylized per, yeah um session i guess um i like how cartoony the second one is yeah i like that i feel That's, like it fits it's kind of nice to have that but the last one seems very really kind of real ish but again, very time stories. That changes art for every session. Yeah. Every expansion. Um, so, yeah. Um, our ranking system, as I'm sure you're well aware, is um, one, game has little to no merit. Please, God, make it stop. Two, some merit. Not a great game, but would play with some groups. Three, decent game. Wouldn't purchase, but would rarely turn down and play. Four, good game. Would definitely purchase and play often. Five, fantastic game among my personal favourites. Yeah. Um, so, where do you stand, Sarah? I don't know. It's not much. Which isn't helpful for review. Really. I still, I'm still questioning this on the way here. I, I, what do you think? If we were reviewing purely um, the first and second games, which initially we were going to be, mm. uh, I would give this a four. I really enjoyed the um, squeak and sausage and formula, was it? Mm -hmm. um, however, yesterday we did play The Island of Dr. Gorse, and I really, really struggled. I don't know if it was the higher player count. I don't know if it was just not as smoothly constructed. But 
that really bumped it down for me. So that I'm, I kind of feel like this is a four, a four, and then like a two. But I don't know. I'd like to replay the last scenario with just us. Yeah. I know that's not very nice to say. I feel like you guys ruined my game. But I do feel like they... Do you not think that because the third one was so different, that might have affected it? See, part of me thinks we're on a roll. We've, we've done the intro. We've done one. We've done two. We've succeeded them all. Third game. But we didn't succeed one. We went over time and you could still finish and if you go over time I think we finished with like a minute late we put one yeah. code in what wrong which meant it cost us five minutes and if we'd have put the code in right we'd have won and it was really annoying because we did something in reverse or something like that yeah we, we got, we got, got it right but it was wrong so because that made us lose five minutes but we only had two minutes left we lost which was annoying but you can still carry on to see what your time is so I think our time was like 61 minutes or something yeah, like that yeah it was um I don't know, I felt like we struggled, and I can't talk about why I feel like we struggled. All I can say is, if it was just me and you, I don't think we'd have struggled. Mm, I don't know. I just, I really like escape rooms and stuff, and the escape room in the box idea really sold for me, but, and, I just don't think board games are meant to be escape rooms in a box. Conceptually. Right. This, I didn't feel any... Let me... let me. I'll come back to you. Just let me let me say what I'm going to say because I just thought of my thoughts. This, I didn't feel any tension. I didn't care. It was a clock. All right. And I play real-time games for the tension. Escape Curse the Temple is the most tense game. You are trying to escape. You are desperate to leave this temple or you will die. And you feel that. You feel that tension. In this, I didn't feel any tension at any point. I just felt stupid a lot of the time until I figured it out. Or I used a hint button. I don't like feeling that stupid. Or just let down by the whole situation, really. I understand where you're coming from. And conceptually, I think the idea does work. But... See, for me, I think some people are going to love this game and are going to really enjoy it. And it is, it's an okay game. There was nothing wrong with it. But I just didn't enjoy it. I I enjoyed the first two sessions. Like I say, the more I think about it, the more it just annoys me. Because it it's time stories. I'd just rather be playing time stories. Exactly. Don't That's, be giving me expansions. That is the problem this for this. game when this it's like, just give me a time stories expansion now. This is time stories. To a T. It literally, okay, you've, you've dropped the overall reigning premise of Time Stories that makes it a campaign and means you have to keep buying expansions, which people don't like. But it's still, this is like the asylum without any of the bulk. And a point. Yeah, I, you achieve it. It's not like it rolls into anything else. And I think that's the problem. I like Time Stories well, so have, much. Have we talked about Endurance on this? Like, uh, our opinion on it? No, because we... Brilliant. Brilliant. All of Time Stories is brilliant. This, this last Even one the is the best one. It's it's perfect. Sarah thinks it's about all Time Stories expansions. No, much like this, she always this one, something happened to it, and it's to my character, and it's like, this, this is the reason I play this game. And it was perfect. And... Then this game has come out, and it's it's good. It's fine. There is nothing wrong with this game, and I do not want my score to reflect that I think there's anything wrong with this game. I think people are going to enjoy it. I think people will have fun, and it's fine, but I'm giving it a 2. 0.5. And a half. So that would get us to a 5.5 for the score. I'm not giving it a 2, because... On our ranking system, I don't think that's fair. See, I think that is fair. I think some merit, yeah, not great, yeah, would play with some well, groups. I do yeah, think it us. is. I, I, think it... I wouldn't play with anyone else. Everyone else ruins this game. Because <laughs> unless you all play all four scenarios, including the intro, 
you're going to have two people or four people, if you trust the box, Don't who trust just the box. aren't prepared. It's like, to move on to what we're going to talk about in a minute, it's like XP and D&D, right? If you've played less sessions, you have less XP than me. Okay, you're a different level. In this, you're a different level. I have leveled up. I am a level three unlocker, and you, sir, are a level one unlocker, and you don't get it. <laughs> this is not. This is not a six-player game. Get a grip. This is a four-player game. How can they lie on the box like that? Because I'm well, sure you can... it's a 12-player game. It's as, as easy yeah. to be a six-player game as it is to be a 12-player game. Get a grip, Space Cowboys. Don't lie to me. You can play this game with four people if you all start together. You can play this game with probably more. I wouldn't. No. I never would. That would be ridiculous. Ridiculous. Well, how is six if you're going to look at one card that isn't that big? Exactly. They're not oversized cards. They're regular playing card size, maybe a bit longer. And you're just, you're not going to do it. It's a two, maybe three player game. And it suffers because of the lies. But it also suffers because, unfortunately... We do love time stories, and this isn't aimed at us. This game <laughs> is aimed at the people, and oh, you're out there. I know you can hear me. It's aimed at all of you who hated time stories but can't give me a good reason why. <laughs> I can give you a reason why people hate time stories. The mechanics are, like, rubbish. But I don't play time stories because the mechanics are great. I love the story. You don't read a book and complain about the length of the chapters. <laughs> Yes, you do. Comes in the shell. <laughs> Time stories isn't about the dice rolling. It's about the story. I know. But right, it's hard. This this game has been very hard for us to review <laughs> because I was really it just looking makes forward us angry. to it. I was really looking forward to playing this game, and it's it's that's the thing. This is the reason that it's getting a better score is because it is a three. It is a good game. But I just rather don't care to play it again. It's a two and a half. It's the same question that we get asked every time we talk about time stories. Can you play it again? Yeah, you wouldn't. You can't see my gestures. It's a problem <laughs> I'm having. You did there. a very open wide gesture of my point is made. <sighs> yeah, um... You, you can play these things again, like you can do an escape room again. You can probably get a better time. I mean, you already know the answers. <laughs> just, just saying, man. Were you s yeah, okay. Um, Maybe we're not clever enough. Maybe it's our fault. I don't think that's true. No, I've got out of four escape rooms in real life. I've we never can failed. do escape rooms. We can do unlock, damn it. But... Anyway, Not should perfect. we start talking? So what was our score? Five and a half out of ten. Okay, you sticking with your three? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's decent, yeah. I wouldn't purchase, I'm sad that I have. Um, <laughs> would I really turn down a play? Well, I'm done, haven't I? I, I haven't turned down a play. I'm done. <laughs> I've done the plays. <laughs> Zack out. We have a topic today. <laughs> uh, so this week's topic relief is... Role-playing games. RPGs, yeah. We're going to talk about uh, five tips for starting a campaign. If you are interested, then this is the time to leave. It's been nice to know you, whether people at Purple Meeple, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Carry on. The rest of you. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know... I was in sport games for a long time, and then uh, this last year, we decided to start running our own D&D group, and I thought it's going to be a nightmare to get people to play. So that I was wrong. Not. Um, so that's really cool. So I'm going to talk about what I found starting my first campaign, and yeah, feel free to comment, Zach, because this isn't really about you. I really want some kind of campaigns pun, and I just don't have it. 
all I've got is pains of being pure at heart in my head. And I'm like, the campaigns of being pure at heart, and that's not great. But I'll get there. They were a band. Okay. Like Campaign and Ken Panic from... Yeah. Something I'm, like that. There's something there. I'll t- leave it with me. Ken Panic, I quite like. Anyway, so yeah, I'm going to just talk a bit. But this is going to be a bit of Sarah time. Let me talk to you, dummy. Uh, <laughs> so, my first little tip was to uh, don't be afraid to use campaign books if you aren't confident creating your own world. I, for D&D, this could go for anything because most, a lot of RPGs have campaign books. If they don't, then use one that has one if, you'd ra- if you're not confident creating worlds. It's a lot of work to create your own world. And I work full time, do a podcast, have two RPG sessions, do a book, book club. I'm in a band. I don't have the time to sit and create my own worlds. So I use campaign books. At the minute, I'm using the Curse of Strad for D&D and the um, Princes of Apocalypse for D&D. Those two, the the reason I went with Curse of Strad was because I really liked the story. Because mm. it's vampires and vampires are r- wicked cool. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, the reason I did Princes of the apocalypse is because the pdf was online for free for like the first three chapters or something like that so i was like yeah okay let's just do that one so you managed to put off buying the book for like three months or something. well i put off buying the book for a while um and so that was okay um curse of strad i think is better was that kill playing both what do you think uh curse of strad i feel like i know what the end game is and um strad's a bad guy y'all and um I feel like I know there's going to be this big showdown with him eventually in which, you know, the good guys win. Maybe. I hope. Um, whereas Prince of the Apocalypse, I'm just like, man, there's a lot of cults in these hills. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so, yeah, do some research online. Google the different books. Curse of Strad, I think, has been quite good for running this first DM. It's hard, though. Like, being level one sucks. Yeah, being level one is like, I exist. But Stradi can start at level three, which is good. There are little, there's a start campaigns, which gets you to level three if you get the starter set, so. And there's, in the starter set, you can go from the starter set straight to Princess of Apocalypse as well. There's like a gateway into that, Mm. which is also cool. Um, So getting the starter set is a really good thing. The session in that as well is really good for new players because it's very kind of linear. You go down this mine, you do this, la, 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 la. That's the end. So That's kind of nice. It's streamlined, which is what you want, We I haven't guess. played it yet because one of our friends was meant to be running it and never did. Oh, yeah. Mm, he's kinda, he kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, um... One of these years. Getting the starter set is a great start. It comes with a simple set of rules. It comes with pre-made characters. It comes with some dice, and the dice are quite nice. They're, like, blue, but they've got a little bit of a white swirliness in them. Mm. Pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my first thing. And the second thing is to talk to your players about what kind of game they want to play. Do they want a lot of combat? Do they want a lot of role-playing? Do they want a combination of both? Um, if you're playing with new players, role-playing might be very difficult to get them to do. Especially if you're not doing it. It's hard to get expect someone to roleplay if you're not roleplaying as the characters. It's hard to get immersion, if you know what I mean. So it's something I've been struggling with to roleplay because I'm new at this and you feel stupid. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think the problem we have with both groups is that we've got a kind of mix of people who are completely new to D&D, myself included, and people who have been doing D&D on and off for years. Yeah, or at least other role-playing games. Um, which kind of creates this, I don't know, imbalance. I mean, we've got a um, great example. We've got Elmo, who's doing his own RPG podcast, The Natural Ones. Yeah, I was going to mention that at the end of this. I'll mention it now. Um, we'll come back to it properly, but he has more experience. Obviously, he's doing more... RPGs now, so I think he 
there's times when he is in character and I'm just not realizing it. And I'm like, oh, Elmo's in character. I did some good stuff because he was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to go and like dance around the fire and I'll just give him a bag to a random gypsy and walk off in another direction because yeah. he's really trusting. So his character is kind of... Naive and from a kind of... Yeah, sheltered background. He's been sent out from the sheltered background to kind of live like a year in the regular environment, in like the regular world to explore and to see new things. But because he's from a background where everyone's so open and trusting to each other that his character is really trusting of everyone. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for when I crush his spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think we've got little things like that every now and again. We've got people who. When you've got stuff like that as a DM, it makes it easy for me to think, well, if he's going to be this naive, I have to kind of punish that Mm. because he has to realize the world is not a nice place. But then you don't want to do that too much because you don't want to stop him playing the game. Yeah. So it's the thing of, okay, you can do that once and you might get away with it. But if you try to do something like that again, something might happen. He might lose all his stuff or at least some of it. So, yeah. No, it's um, it's good. I think it's good when people get more into character, and I think it does take a while with some people. I think that's just part of where we are. Well, one thing to make sure you do is to just ask for criticism of people, like constructive criticism, and ask, well, mm. how do you think the session went? What do you think we could do to improve it? I noticed that people aren't role-playing. Do you think that we could do more than this? Or if people just aren't comfortable, then don't make them. Yeah. Because you won't, and they just won't play. But yeah, um, this is mainly from D&D background, but this, these things go for most role-playing games. Mm. Um, this one, for me, is a big thing of the rules are guidelines, so don't worry if you get stuff wrong, because there will be times where, especially if you're new to the game and you can't remember every single rule. So I have a great phrase of, well, we'll do it like this for now, and I'll find out for next time. Mm. So then you're not stopping the flow. You're just getting on with the game because you don't want to spend forever trawling through rule books to find out what's supposed to be going on. Or at least you can be looking it up on the next person's turn or something like that. Because if you stop, the, it just it just kills the game. Yeah. It's, it's difficult when, you know, you're trying to get on with the game and you've got someone desperately trying to find one rule. It's like... Because I kept doing stuff wrong. Like so it's like, what did I do? Oh, I did hold person on the druid when he was a bear because I just forgot that bears aren't people. I mean, come on. Bears are people too. And then Matt's like, oh, you can't do that because of this, 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 and this. And it's like, so then we had to go back and I kind of was like, well, I'll cast it on him instead. And what, do I go for my original roll? Or do I re-roll it? How do we do this? So I re-rolled, but then I failed. So we kind of just made it feel so confusing and stagnant. And you weren't bothered. You were the druid. If I was going to be restrained, I was going to be restrained. That was just one of those things. I do it to enough people. So you're kind of going to learn when you're playing that maybe you should have just gone, oh, it, 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 the Avhole Beast anyway, and just lie to your players because if you're a DM, you don't need to know. I've found that I can do that a lot, mm. maybe, sometimes. This is like half advice and half like joking that lying to your players can be helpful. <laughs> hey, sometimes you you go <laughs> otherwise the game doesn't end and it's like oh did you mean to do this and it's like yes i did yes i did mean to do that just mm. carry on so meh. people rules nazis are there for a reason but just don't let it hold up the game too much because there's normally five other people who are sat there just bored funny you've got five people i guess but yeah <laughs> your anything next else you want to point add us to that no, uh, not just, really. Just yawn. No. Sorry, down the yawning at you. I wasn't yawning down the microphone. I was yawning near the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Four is just don't be afraid to ask people to play because when I got this group together, I thought I was going to struggle so much to get people to play, and the people who ended up joining are with people I won't ever expect to play um, D and D. My friend Pete, I've been friends with him for years. I used to play D and D with my ex-boyfriend and he was like mates with my boyfriend at the time so it was like i didn't understand why he wouldn't play and then now because i'm dming it he's like wanting to join in because he had a problem with my ex that i didn't know about so people will play these games and if they've said no in the past just ask them again because it might have been a reason that they said no in the past Mm, that's true 
We, I don't know, we kind of asked everyone. Well, our book club wanted to do it, but I wasn't sure on who would actually stick around and do it. So we asked some other people because our friend Ewan wanted to start doing the session from the uh, starter set. So we said we'd ask around see if we could find other people, and I managed to find another like six people. Mm. So we just decided to start two sessions, and he never played. Yeah. So he sucks. I I know you've talked about um, you think when we finish these two campaigns, Prince of Apocalypse and Curse of Strahd, uh, that we'll have probably some people who want to carry on and we'll be able to form a super group out of those. I'm hoping that I can. With the minute we have eleven players, I'm hoping it's spread from two groups. Zach's in both, so it's six and six. So I'm hoping we some people quit. I think it'd be. I think we already have. It's a lot of work to do two groups at once. We have people already who struggle to make it to sessions. Yeah, it's getting irritating. Um, and I think there's some people who are always free. Well, it's like when I can't do a session, but then I have to rearrange my entire life to make it so we can do the session because, like, I have a job interview on Thursday and we're doing D&D on Wednesday and I really didn't want to do D&D on Wednesday when I've got a job interview the next day but literally no one else is free any other time so I'm going to just have to do it because otherwise we can't meet again for like a month. Which is really difficult because I don't know, we're free because we we do a lot but we can make time to do D&D sessions quite Yeah, easily. we can move things around, It's just it's just difficult. I think we just struggle with people who I don't know. I think people lie. I think people claim that they've got like a thousand things to do and they're never free at weekends. And oh, it's, it's like, just hard oh, work. you are. Well, the last um, point I wanted to say is just to have fun. At the end of the day, if something sounds awesome, just give it a go. Just just put a difficult DC on something. Make it that it's a difficulty challenge of eighteen, and they have to roll an eighteen not to pass or a natural twenty. But at least let them try. Because if they try and they fail, then it's at least like, it gives, gives good storytelling and gets them involved. And, you know, it's just a bit of fun at the end of the day. Yeah? Yeah, yeah I think that's fair. And if people describe ridiculous things that they want to try and to over the top, and it kind of, especially if it's someone who's new to it, it just gets them more involved. So it was like Pete wanted to jump on a javelin after he'd um, stab someone with it as like his movement action rather than his attack. So I was like, okay, but roll a strength check to see if he can. And so we like rolled really high, so I let him do it. But then he destroyed his javelin, so now he doesn't have a javelin, which I thought was just quite funny. Yeah, it was. Really. So it was like, just let people's actions have consequences. I tried to turn into a rat, climb inside a skeleton and reform as a druid. I failed. Yeah, it's a surprise that you failed that. Hey, that was a really reasonable idea. But anyway, it just is quite funny because then it's always referenced to later on that when he tried to crawl in that guy's brain and he was like, okay, you try and do this, <laughs> you will fail. Well. But yeah. But then if someone is taking the mic, just don't let them. Like, you can't use a tinkerer's kit as a lockpick. It's not so. No, it's not. It's... And, and if you're not proficient in lockpicking, you can't do lockpicking. Mm. Just, just some things are proficiencies for a reason. Otherwise, your bard is overpowered or whatever. Yeah, there is that. That's true. But yeah, because we had... No, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because, especially the Have Fun bit, is um, we uh, had a falling out with one of our friends because of D&D, because he came in at a later session, and I just put him at level three instead of level four, because I just thought it was easier for making characters and stuff. And so people leveled up, and it was like, right, you're level five now, you guys level four, and he properly kicked off started swearing at me made me feel really really uncomfortable and it just wasn't acceptable and if you had an issue with that then fine just talk to me and just say you wasn't comfortable being a lower level but it was it got really embarrassing the owner of the shop at fanboy dave came over i captured my gone to make sure i was okay because it was really really bad and it it wasn't okay and i rang him later that night and we're, we're still friends i don't know if we're playing D with him again because I don't want it to ruin our friendship. Mm. But I don't like having an ultimatum put to me. No, I get that. Um, That's understandable. So it was quite it was quite difficult and things like that. So just at the end of the day, if you're not having fun, 
just say to someone, maybe you should just stop playing because this isn't working. Mm. And don't be afraid of doing that. I mean, always give people a second chance, but not to the extent where it's going to hurt your friendship. Yeah, that's fair. And for life lessons of the week, I think we're going to call it here. Yeah, I think I think we're done. Um, so thank you for listening. We are the Purple Meeple Podcast. Uh, we have uh, Facebook. The Purple Meeple. We have Twitter. At the Purple Meeple. We have Instagram. The Purple Meeple, I assume. Uh, we have WordPress, which is purplemeeple.wordpress.com. Yeah. Um, we are on iTunes and SoundCloud, which is where you're listening to this, I assume. Uh, but if you've got any questions, comments, concerns, whatever you want to say, uh, just advice about running D&D games or any relevant board game related questions, or questions about comics or anything in general, if you want to just send yeah, us an email, we're always around. Uh, our email address is purplemeeple at outlook.com. No, the. It's just purplemeeple. The was taken for some reason. Um, so, yeah, by all means, holler at us on Facebook or whatever and we'll talk. Mm-hmm. Be excellent to each other. Game on, dudes. Game on. Mm-hmm.